Private jet service for rich dog owners condemned by climate campaigners. UK-based charter firm launches ludicrous £8,166 Dubai-London route for clients who want to fly with pets. Environmentalists have condemned a ludicrous private jet service that transports wealthy people's dogs, which this week ran its first flight from Dubai to London. For £8,166 one way, customers were able to sit with their dogs on their laps and sip champagne as they travelled from Al Maktoum International Airport to Farnborough in a Gulfstream 4 SP jet. The company 8K9 Jets, which is run by a husband and wife couple from Birmingham, already operates services to New Jersey, Los Angeles, Frankfurt, Paris and Lisbon. Announcing the new route, Adam Golder, the company's co-founder, told Aerotime Hub, K9 Jets believes pet family members deserve to travel in comfort and style alongside their owners. We couldn't be more excited to kick off this new route just in time for the holidays so guests can celebrate with their loved ones including pets in style. K9 celebrated the launch of the service on Instagram with a picture of a passenger sitting at a walnut table with a glass of champagne, her face wearing a delighted smile as she is nuzzled by her golden retriever. Extinction Rebellion, the climate protest group, criticised the service. This is clear evidence that super wealthy people are still capable of loving an animal like one of their own, which strangely offers me some sense of hope. Yet I'm left dumbfounded that the same people cannot connect to the collapsing natural world around them and thus come to their senses said XR spokesperson Todd Smith, a former Thomas Cook first officer. Farnborough Airport is notorious for this form of excessive travel and continues to greenwash their way out of accountability with fantasy tales of so-called sustainable aviation fuel. I'm not the slightest bit surprised K9 Jets is the latest ludicrous service they've added to the portfolio. As a former pilot, it seems clear to me we need to decelerate our lives and provide genuinely sustainable clean transport for the masses rather than continue to expand super-polluting private jet airports which cater to a tiny minority of ultra-wealthy individuals, both human and non-human. 
Canine Jets emphasizes that it does not own and operate any aircraft, but is a public charter operator. The company said its service was not aimed at the super-rich, with seat prices comparable to cargo prices for dogs, with an air ticket for their owners. It added that it only operated flights at capacity. Gulder said, We take our responsibility to the environment seriously and take action to limit our impact by committing to offset the carbon emissions of every flight we operate. We do this by working closely with trusted experts in carbon compliance and carbon reduction, who provide the calculations and support projects required to offset the carbon emissions from every flight. Farnborough markets itself as the UK's number one airport for business travel. Critics of the airport say business travel is a euphemism for private aviation serving the wealthy. No enemies to the right. DeSantis' ally hosts debate hedging white nationalism. Christopher Rufo's Twitter space discussed conservatives cooperating with extremists to destroy the power of the left. Conservative activist Christopher Rufo, who is a close ally of Florida governor and Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis, hosted a social media debate in which one participant argued that conservatives should cooperate with a hypothetical white nationalist dictator in order to destroy the power of the left. Rufo, a Manhattan Institute fellow who has been a hugely influential figure in DeSantis's culture war policies in Florida, did not disagree with the sentiments. Instead, he commended speakers for their thoughtful points and presenting the discussion as a model for engagement with the dissident right. Rufo is a high-profile conservative activist who in books, columns, media appearances, and a Substack newsletter has encouraged conservatives to oppose wokeness. He has been credited with mobilizing conservatives against communities of color, first with a distorted version of critical race theory, then by linking LGBTQ-inclusive education practices to pedophilic grooming. Rufo has exercised a particular influence on DeSantis. Rufo reportedly consulted on the drafting of DeSantis's Stop Woke Act, which bans schools and workplaces from teaching that anyone is inherently privileged due to race or sex, and was invited by DeSantis to witness the bill's signing in April 2022. Later, DeSantis appointed Rufo to the Board of Trustees of Florida's New College in January. New College was a traditionally liberal college, 
but under Rufo is now transforming into a more conservative institution, a move that many say heralds DeSantis's view of the future of academia in Florida and the U.S. Rufo hosted the debate on X, the social media network formerly known as Twitter. Participating in the debate was Charles Haywood, a former shampoo magnate who The Guardian previously reported is a would-be warlord who founded a secretive men-only fraternal society, the Society for American Civil Renewal. The debate concerned Haywood's promotion of a strategy he calls No Enemies to the Right, which urges people on the right to avoid any public criticism of others in their camp, including extremists. Early in the Rufo-hosted discussion last Tuesday, Haywood raised the hypothetical possibility early in the discussion Let's say a real white nationalist arose who had real political power and therefore could be of assistance against the left. Responding to the hypothetical, Haywood said, I think that the answer is that you should cooperate with that person in order to destroy the power of the left. Later in the broadcast, Haywood responded to concerns about right-wing authoritarianism by saying, when we're talking about people like Franco or Pinochet or even Salazar, they did kill people. They killed people justly, they killed people unjustly, and that's just a historical fact. But, Haywood added, they saved a lot more people than they killed. Augusto Pinochet was military dictator of Chile from 1971 to 1990, and after coming to power in a coup, he tortured, exiled, or killed tens of thousands of his regime's opponents. Francisco Franco was dictator of Spain from 1936 until his death in 1975, and his regime killed 100,000 to 200,000 people during the so-called White Terror. Antonio de Oliveira Salazar was the head of Portugal's authoritarian one-party state from 1932 until 1968. His regime repressed domestic opposition and oversaw brutal colonial policies in Africa that permitted forced labour and other abuses. In closing the discussion, Rufo credited speakers with raising some provocative points on all sides, some thoughtful points on all sides, and told listeners, I think there's a room for engaging the dissident right and the establishment right. I think we need to have a bridge between the two and engage in thoughtful dialogue. The Guardian emailed Christopher Rufo and the DeSantis campaign detailed requests for comment, but received no response. Arkansas moves to install monument to unborn children on state grounds. 
Designs for the commemoration to unborn children aborted during the era of Roe versus Wade must be turned in by Saturday. Arkansas is building a monument to unborn children on the grounds of its state capitol, and Saturday marks the last day for its would-be artists to submit prospective designs for it. The monument is planned to commemorate the unborn children aborted during the era of Roe v. Wade, the 1973 U.S. Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion nationwide until it was overturned last year. It will be funded by private individuals and organizations rather than the state, while its construction will be overseen by the Capital Arts and Grounds Commission, a state agency, with the help of some Arkansas anti-abortion groups. Arkansas's Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a Republican who previously served as former President Donald Trump's press secretary, signed a bill to create the monument into law earlier this year. As the bill made its way through the state government, one of its sponsors compared the monument to memorials and Second World, World War veterans, firefighters and the Little Rock Nine. A group of black students who enrolled in a formerly all-white Arkansas school only to be confronted by a white mob and the Arkansas National Guard who tried to block the black students from entering the school. Ahead of the bill's signing, another member of the state legislature suggested that abortion was comparable to slavery. You can ask slaves what happens when we forget, said Republican State Representative Cindy Crawford, according to the Arkansas Times. We have to remember slavery in America so it won't come back. We have to remember abortion in Arkansas so it won't come back. In 2021, Crawford was one of just seven state representatives to vote against a bill that would have abolished Confederate Flag Day in Arkansas. Arkansas already has a history of courting controversy over its capital monuments. In 2015, it passed a law to build a monument to the Ten Commandments on its capital grounds, sparking a federal lawsuit that's still ongoing today. Abortion is now banned in almost all circumstances in Arkansas.